I've heard some interesting names before, but I've never met a kid named, here's my son, Obstinate, or my daughter, Stubborn. Never heard those names before, hopefully. That's exactly, though, what Rachel named her son. And therefore, What does the word Naftali mean? It is a mashup of the words, I am twisted and I am crooked. I have been persistent with my wrestlings and my importunities towards Lamakim, towards Hashem. Rachel was unyielding. Rachel was stubborn. Her womb was closed and she could not, according to her DNA, have children. But she wanted to be the mother of the Shifteka of the 12 tribes. So she left no stones unturned. She was unyielding and tenacious and persistent until she was like to have a baby. And then she named it through Bilha. Naftule. Naftali means stubborn. Naftali means obstinate and relentless. The more you study great people, the more you understand that they have this vida. A great person told me that when Rabbi Yerucham gave this talk on Parshas Vayetze, it's actually one of the top ten most important ideas that Rabbi Yerucham ever spoke about. Rachel Imenu would not take no for an answer. And we must be more like Rachel, for we all suffer from this. My brain says immediately that sometimes I'm soft like a cupcake. I just give up on my dreams. We must be stubborn for our dreams. The more you study great people, the more you understand that they have this mida. The job's getting done. I'm finishing the mesechta. I'm overcoming that mida. People make commitments. I'm not going to eat unhealthy anymore. You know what's going to happen then? The next thing that's going to happen is that friend that has not yet been blessed with a shidduch is going to get engaged and there's going to be a lachaim also that you can probably have to go through a tsaris of all the food that you're going to now have to eat or go through the sheva brachas crazy things happen when you make commitments to try to do great things but you must be unyielding it's not always going to be fair and the yetahara is called arum you must be naftule in fact one of the greatest names you can ever give your kid is naftule because we need to be more tenacious, more stubborn, not sleeping on our dreams, but in fact being stubborn about our goals and dreams. People, this Vart is the answer. We need to be more stubborn. We need to be more tenacious about our goals, about what we really want to accomplish, and people that aren't taking no for an answer. Imagine if you would like this very expensive Hanukkah present. Mom, I want $1,000 for Hanukkah. And mom says, no. Mom, but I want it. Mom says, no. Mom, but I want it. Mom, but I want it. Mom, but I want it. Moshe Rabbeinu, all he wanted was to go into Eretz Yisrael. But Hashem said, no. So what did Moshe Rabbeinu do? Did he roll over? Moshe Rabbeinu ve'eschanan el Hashem 515 davenings. Shemayin Esrei straight to Hashem. Over and over, three steps back and then three steps, three steps forward. Hashem, I want to go into Eretz Yisrael. Hashem, I want to go into Eretz Yisrael. That's what it means to be persistent. When's the last time that we davened 
even three or four or five straight shachris men chamarev shachris men chamarev just for one thing over and over and over again when the Mishnah Brura written by the Holy Chavetz Chaim was in the works to be written when the Chavetz Chaim took upon himself to this great undertaking to elucidate and clarify all of his son died and the Chavetz Chaim said and this is for those that know about the relationship between the Chavetz Chaim and this son it seems like this had broken him and he said this is there to stop me from doing this great work to stop me from writing the Mishnah Bura I'm still going to do it great people are stubborn, tenacious, and unyielding in their dreams, and we need to be more like them. We have said this vart for now two days straight, and here's the third day, and we're being persistent with this vart. Stubborn. Calling your son Naftali because Rachel was unyielding and that she was going to give birth to the Shifteka. She wouldn't take no for an answer. When you break it down, all of our life's issues, barring any maybe serious ones, they can be solved with hard work and not taking no for an answer. For myself, I was thinking, I would like to spread these messages. I want to reach a million people with my Torah talks. So what am I going to do? Well, if I broke it down, then you know what I should do? I should go print flyers and I should walk around Lakewood and put them inside every single door until everyone sees it. If a person doesn't take no for an answer, well then, it will get there. Emir Tashem, if he davens hard enough, doesn't take no from an answer in his tfilos, so to say, that's the midah that we have learned from the Gedal. When you break down the story with Tamar and Yehuda, it's almost unfathomable how it could happen. Tamar was described as someone that her father-in-law didn't even know what she looked like, Tamar, because of how sneeze she was, yet she sat outside on the street corners dressed like a harlot. It's hard to understand. Like a Zaina? She understood, says Rashi, that she was going to have holy kids, and they were going to come from a holy place, and this mice had to be done, and this is how she found she saw fit the right way to do it, and although it was uncomfortable, it was what needed to be done. We must be more tenacious. He would like to make a million dollars. We'll then have an er- wake up early in the morning and work till late at nighttime, pull a second job, and don't buy a $17 iced coffee. If we have the right determination, with the right Amuna, obviously, with the right to Philos, obviously, well, then if then persistence and not taking no for an answer is in fact the meter that's going to get us there. Can the